Hello, everyone. Before this episode starts, I'd like to mention, as some of you may know, that we had to put my dog down that we've had for 11 years. A few days ago, we had to do that. So you might notice my mom and I aren't really as excited as we usually are on this episode, but we did the best we could with everything going on. So I'm sorry if you find this one a little bit more calmer in energy than my other episodes, but I hope you understand as we're taking it pretty hard. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to Evergreen Radio, a weekly podcast wherein I bring my friends and special guests on to discuss current events, movies, music, and maybe even some politics here and there. I'm your host with the most, Emmanuel, and right away I'd like to thank you for listening to my podcast. Today we're on episode three already, and it's a very special episode if I do say so myself. Today is our Mother's Day special, so my guest today is my mom. And on this episode, we're going to start off with our Real Talk segment and discuss one of the best romantic comedies of all time, You've Got Mail. And not only is it one of the best rom-coms ever, it's also my mom and I's favorite movie to watch together ever since I was a little child, a little baby. And that's also why we picked it for the Mother's Day special. After that, my mom and I are going to take a quick trip down memory lane and share some stories from my childhood. Finally, we'll be taking questions from you, the listeners. Right off the bat, I'd like to thank all of y'all for asking us so many questions, and we can't wait to answer them, right, Mom? Right. Hi, everyone. Mom, are you excited? I am excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So, getting into our real talk segment, then that's spelled R-E-E-L talk. <laughs> like I said before, today's movie is You've Got Mail, released in 1998 and starring Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Meg Ryan plays a character named Kathleen Kelly, and Tom Hanks plays Joe Fox. Joe Fox is kind of like Jeff Bezos, and Kathleen Kelly is... I Kathleen... said not Jeff Bezos. It's more like the bookstore. And Kathleen Kelly is kind of like... She owns a mom-and-pop bookstore shop. So yeah, that's the dynamic of their relationship. I really like this movie, not only because it has one of the best soundtracks of all time... Or the fact that Dave Chappelle is in it for no real reason. I like it because it was made 22 years ago and it's still relevant today, Mom. It sure is. And I love that movie. Why do you like it so much? I don't know. It's very nostalgic. It makes me feel good about love and about someone that just connect with each other and love each other. Do you think people around the world are kind of experiencing this movie in a way through the new social dating apps? Mine is a dial-up. <laughs> Basically, in this movie, Kathleen Kelly and Joe Fox are anonymously writing to each other. They're kind of like pen pals through computers, essentially. And they they write to each other. They're friends. They're pals. And they the one rule they have is no specific details. They can't know who each other is. So Joe Fox, in the beginning, says... He believes not knowing who the person he's talking to is has its charms. Do you think that's true, Mom? It just makes you think of, imagine a person in your in your head, what you think they look like and what they are like. And then you meet them and they're not really like that. So it breaks all the charm. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of scary. For me, at least. 
All right. The next question I have for you is both are in serious relationships. They both live with their boyfriend and girlfriend and they're pretty they're like on a steady routine with each other. Would you say that their writing to each other would classify as cheating? No, they are just being friends at that point. They're not actually cheating. They they are the only thing they're doing is they are hiding it from their partners, which is a form of cheating, but it's just like having a friendship and your partner hasn't met your friend. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, yeah. I would agree, I guess. I'm not sure. Well, if you're going to come out and try to explain or explain the fact that you have this friend, that's going to be kind of odd, don't you think? Yes. Uh, eventually, they uh, organized to meet each other about halfway through the movie. And Joe is really nervous about meeting Kathleen for the first time. They were meeting at a restaurant. But this is when Joe finds out he's meeting Kathleen Kelly, who is basically his sworn enemy in the bookstore galaxy. Yeah, they're basically competitors, even though Joe is obviously going to win because he owns or he's one of the top positions at the really big bookstore that's taking over the world, right? Correct. So I want to ask you, does this classify as cheating now that they're meeting each other? No, because they were going to meet as... um business to business person because she wanted some help about the bookstore so it was not a romantic get together it was a business deal it's kind of a date though right i mean they're meeting at a restaurant they have roses in their books no that was just a way to identify herself next we're not going to cover this this movie that much because there's a lot more to cover in this episode but my next question for you is uh there's a scene where Joe gets stuck in an elevator and the doorman, I guess doorman guy, who uh, presses the button for everyone, he says... On the elevator? Yeah, on the, he presses the button on... Because that's too much work for rich people to press <laughs> no, the button on the elevator. Meant, like pressing the buttons like to make you upset. No. You know, I say. <laughs> no, I don't think he's ever done that. But Joe, so a few other people, including his girlfriend and the doorman, get stuck in the elevator. And they're stuck for hours. And it shows a part where the the elevator man says, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. And he says he loves her and he he doesn't know what's been holding him back. Would you say uh, this is a common theme in relationships and popping the question? And also, do you think that if women were more traditionally able to ask the question of will you marry me? That we would have more marriages. Or maybe they moved in together and he doesn't feel the need to ask <laughs> her to marry him. Well, he's probably, he probably was afraid to take that next step. He doesn't know what's holding him back. He loves her, but he just didn't ask. And he now realizes that he's wasted his time by not committing to this person. Sometimes uh, when uh, something difficult happens in our life we realize that we should do things differently and this is what's happened to him but yes i'm uh there are a few men out there that are afraid to commit to one person for the rest of their life they're don juan's lamos don juan yeah would you say some people need that push that epiphany they need to go they need to have a near-death experience in order to be like (laughs) oh i want to take control of my life i'm gonna ask so and so to marry me no, I don't think that. I don't think that's for most people, and it's not right either. I wouldn't. I don't think giving someone. Uh, what do you call that when you wanna? You say either you marry me or. Yeah, an, or an ultimatum. Giving someone an ultimatum 
it's not the right approach to getting a person to commit to you for the rest of their life either. Yeah, that's a big commitment. It's like buying a house. And after Joe and Kathleen break up with their partners, Joe uh, is talking with his dad on they're hanging out. And his dad also got divorced for like the fourth or fifth time. He's been this is his fourth or fifth divorce. And he says meeting someone is the easy part. The rest of the stuff is kind of the harder part with the legal things and stuff like that. Would you say that's true? He's referring to the divorce, right? Dealing with yes. the divorce situation. Well, for him, because he has so much money, meeting someone is easy. Uh, but dealing with the divorce, they have to split assets and pay alimony or child support and how much you're going to pay. and What do I get to keep and what car and what jewelry and what this and the other. Uh, so that must be difficult for someone with money. But for someone that doesn't have any money, it's probably the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Other than paying the lawyer, coming up with the funds to pay the lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would still say that meeting someone is probably the easiest part for even a normal person because paying for the divorce court or whatever and all of that is probably the harder part than meeting someone and falling in love with another person. We'll never know. Well, hopefully you'll never know. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully one time maybe two but not no five, no so. no <laughs> i will never know never ever <laughs> never say never 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 say never anyways <laughs> at the end of the movie they they fall in love it's a good happy ending yeah that's that's it they, it's a good ending it's a happy ending but yeah if you definitely if you haven't seen this movie i would definitely give it a watch i think you can buy it on dvd or something or rent it on amazon for uh four dollars it's, it's a good four dollars well spent it's a very good movie, Mom. Would you rate it 10 out of 10? I would definitely rate it 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think I would give it 10 out of 10. I might be biased, but I, I, I'd say 10 out of 10. I love that movie. It's <laughs> like my favorite. I've watched it for since it came out. I went to the movie theater and saw it. How many times? Did you at cry? Least, at least once a month. Did you cry? So much I like it. Did I cry? The first time. Uh, I don't I don't believe so. Were you like she was well, hoping at the end? Yes, I yeah. shed a tear or two, but oh. that was it. Is it your comfort movie, Mom? It is. It makes me feel good. That one and an affair to remember and sleepless in Seattle. Top three. They're all tied together. Wow, how cute. So segueing from that, let's get into the mysterious questions I have for you, Mom. Are you ready to answer them? I am. Thank you, son. And just for the listeners, she doesn't know what any of these questions are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> when I was little, what did you think I was going to be when I grew up? <laughs> I actually had no idea for a while, but then I figured you had to do something that you have to be doing something. At first, I wasn't sure what you wanted to be, but later I realized you love playing with blocks and building things and arranging and making sure your room was always nice and neat. And you had this thing where you would um, you would arrange your stuffed animals in uh, by size in order. <laughs> what what age was this? I don't remember. wait. I think I kind of remember this. Like by the age of two, you were always uh, making sure that everything was aligned by by height. Uh, like your toys, everything was from the smaller little cars to the bigger trucks. Yeah, I, I remember that for sure. <laughs> Same with like your stuffed animals and 
your pencils and different things, your crayons, like if you were coloring, your crayons were aligned properly. <laughs> so I don't know I why. I figure you do something with building or something creative, or maybe you will be like a tractor driver because you used to love tractors everywhere <laughs> you saw one, you would point it out to me, like making sure that I noticed. I still want to drive a tractor. So if any <laughs> listeners out there own a tractor, please let me know. <laughs> That's interesting. I think I, I my answer when I was a little kid would have been Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's you were. We had to call you Spider-Man for a, you were Spider-Man. You were also Dash for a few months. I will always be Spider-Man. All right. Next question. What would you have named me if I was the opposite gender? Oh, you know what? Uh, since day one, I had a feeling that you were a boy. So I never, ever consider any girl names at all. Like I always uh, felt that you were a boy in my heart. Wow. Would it have been Emanuela? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Or Kimley? Would I have had Kimley's name? You might have had a Kim or Kimley. Wow. I wonder what what would you have named Kim then? You can't have two. If Kimley, if I would have had two girls. Mercedes. No, I probably (laughs) would have given her my middle name. What does that mean? Anything, mom? I, from what I understand, it's a flower in somewhere in Asia. And that's the name of it. It's a beautiful blooming flower. You never looked it up? I think I did once. (laughs) <laughs> did you find it it was a flower i mean that was it so my name is all right next question what was the most annoying thing i did when i was a baby oh my gosh you were such a good baby compared I to mean... my sister <laughs> you were just a, a super baby i don't oh man um there's like nothing that I would have changed. Cried at night. Not much. No. Poop a lot. Mm, just the regular. <laughs> <laughs> just the right amount. <laughs> no, there's nothing that I would change about you. There's nothing. Well, I'm not asking. Like, what's the most annoying thing? No. Even as a kid, anything as a kid. Uh, no, I remember. I would say, like, in the old home videos we have, I'd be like, mom, 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 mom. But that's every kid goes through that. Every every child goes through that. And I'd say, stage. when you were, like, the big uh, VH, like, the tape recorder, I would be like, let me see, let me see. You were interested. You wanted to know what was yeah, going but you'd on. Be you like, always no, wanted to stop. be involved. Well, yes, I guess. <laughs> Whenever we were trying to do something, you wanted to be a big part of it and you wanted to manage it. And we let you. We let you play with computers since you were two years old. And you had all these little games uh, that you played. And um, Born a gamer, always a gamer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, since you were two years old, you learned how to use the mouse, how to turn it on, how to turn it off, how to start your games, everything. I remember my Clifford game, but I think that I was like three or four when I was playing that after like daycare every day I would go home in the apartment right across the street and I would uh, go to the fridge and eat a slice of ham from those yellow 
those those mm. packets, like the Oscar Mayer packets, I think. I think you were a little older then. Maybe. But I just, I remember I was going to come at that time. I you think. were a little older. Yeah, I, I remember eating the ham and I like started up my Clifford disc game, like the ones you put in the computer. Before that, you had an airplane game. Airplane. I kind of remember that. You had an airplane, an airplane game that your dad got you. Um, like when you were one and by like two, you had already I learned beat the how game. to use it and how to make the airplane take off and land. And I don't remember what else it did, but you had like multiple little planes that you had to arrange and yeah. Wow. That's why I am how I am now. Uh, yeah. The, it was our fault that you turned that way. Yeah. <laughs> we, intru- we introduced you to the gaming, to the gaming world. <laughs> All right. Next question. What television character reminds you the most of me? Every time I see Dash, I think about you. Cause I'm, cause I'm really, really fast. Really fast when you're running. Look at me, look at me. I'm super fast. That's it. I thought you would have said the news guy. Oh well, I thought you were referring to your childhood. Well, so, any, any, just name them like all. In, if there are like any. in your childhood, I remind, like when I see Dash, I think about you. Also, well, Spider-Man, of course. When I see a little kid dressed as a Spider-Man, I'm always like, oh, that was my baby. When I see this uh, anchor, uh, news anchor, uh, David Muir, I think about you. I don't know why. It makes me think of you in the future. I look nothing like him. If you've never seen me, I look nothing like him. (laughs) I don't know why. It's just I see him and maybe that's, I just think of you. Funny. All right, next one. This... And, oh, and let's clear this up. I know nothing about this gentleman. Like, I don't know David what his Moore. story is. It just makes me think about you. You could be the worst guy ever in media. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, he makes me think of you. <laughs> the next question, the last question. Do you have any scary stories involving me? Uh, like you choking or no, like, you getting an asthma attack? or No, we all know those. <laughs> but like ghost stories. Ghost stories. You want me to share a ghost story? Yeah, like that ghost story. <laughs> you know the one I'm referring to. I but also, the are there any other ones besides that one? I think that is the scariest thing because at the time... So, we lived in a home and apparently... It was haunted. It was it wasn't hunted. I don't. I wouldn't use the word hunted. There was just a certain vibe in the <laughs> evening. <laughs> you know the vibe. <laughs> but we didn't notice for a while until you were a few months old, and and this. So you got this home before was like I was a, born. No, you. Well, yes, you had. A, I was pregnant with you at the time. Okay. But it was like an apparition, I guess. So we were coming home from the what? grocery store. I don't know how to pronounce that. Apparition? Apparition. I don't know Apparition. what that... In Spanish, that's what it is? Yeah, like when somebody appears. Oh, like a ghost? <laughs> so we were coming back from the grocery store and I walked in the house with you and I put your little carrier with you in it on the couch and... I felt like somebody's looking at me. <laughs> Your dad was standing outside. He was getting the groceries. How old was I? Like a few months? You were just born. You were just a few months old. Okay. Maybe six months old or something. 
and your dad was getting the groceries in the house. So I was by myself inside and I felt like somebody was looking at me. So I turned and I saw a man standing there next to us. You saw him. I saw him. So what did it look like? <laughs> he looked like a cowboy with a black long raincoat. Like not a, I don't know what they like a trench coat. A trench coat. Like a cowboy black. With Did he have a cowboy hat? Is that he what you call a cowboy? He had a cowboy hat and a black trench coat and boots. And it was very clear to me. And he was just standing there looking at us. And it really, really like took my breath away. Because I thought somebody broke into our home and in a trench coat. <laughs> and so my first thing, instinct was to grab you and take off <laughs> obviously i hope <laughs> i would hope <laughs> you hoped i didn't take off by myself and <laughs> just run away <laughs> with an intruder in the- <laughs> and at that at the same moment your dad was walking in with the groceries and he sees my face of horror terror yes. <laughs> And so he says, what's wrong? And I says, someone's in the house. And he asked me to go to the car and wait while he looked in the in the house. We had a three-bedroom house. And he looked and there was no one in the house. So that is the very, that is the scary story. That's the scary story. Other well, than you getting an asthma attack and what, not knowing what to do. <laughs> what about the other, like dad would say I would look up at the... Like at the corner uh, of the rooms and you stuff. Look out! You looked around like you were following someone that was walking around, and you would just look, and sometimes you would like start just screaming and crying, like somebody was scaring you, or like you saw something really scary. And so, yeah. And finally, getting into the relationship questions that our great listeners asked us. The first one is, how do I know what to get my boyfriend for his birthday? He buys himself everything he wants, and when I have gotten him stuff, he makes me spoil it, so it's never a surprise. How about you get him a book? Get him a book, or get him a surprise dinner. Ooh. You know what uh, people don't usually do for, females don't usually do for their boyfriends? What is it, mom? Give them flowers, or a plant. See, that's a good gift right there. I approve. It will be, like, totally unexpected surprising and it makes a person feel good unless their boyfriend's a florist <laughs> <laughs> they give him just a box of chocolates <laughs> yeah something cute all right next question what's your opinion on soulmates i believe in soulmates i believe i marry my soulmate and once you have that soulmate it's like the other part of you that was missing is complete like a puzzle Yes, that's why I love puzzle pieces. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I agree. I think. I don't know. <laughs> you will find out in a few years. Because there are people out there who will say there's like seven or eight billion people in the world. There's bound to be more than one that you click with on that level. You know what I mean? That's a possibility. I don't know. I, I hope I never find out. <laughs> because I hope to be married to this man forever. But yeah, I mean, just think about it. It doesn't matter where you come from or where you are. I think eventually you will pull, the forces will pull you together to your soulmate. Very wise words. Thank you. How do you know if you are ready to move in together? Well, I think moving in together is a big step. It's not something light to take. 
you really need to think about all the aspects and talk it out. Make sure you know who's going to be responsible for what. How is this moving in together going to work? Not only in a financial aspect, but also like what are your long-term goals? Are you uh, hoping to one day uh, be married to this person? And if so, it, is there like a time limit? Is this just trying to figure it out if it's going to work out or not before you commit to this person? Talk about all those things because you don't want to get your feelings hurt. You move in with him and then it's been five years later and he still hasn't popped a question and you start resenting him. Or maybe you're <laughs> doing most of the ex paying Cleaning. for the expenses and he's not like, you would like him to be or maybe you start resenting him because you feel that he's not giving you enough it could be so many things so there's a lot to consider there's a lot to consider before you move in together and how do you ask someone to move in with you like it's kind of scary you want to ask well i mean you can like just bring it up and say i feel that we're ready to take the next step and i would like to move in together what if they say no? Well, then they might, maybe they're not ready. But I would say this to you as your mom. Uh, I wouldn't want my daughter to just move in together with a guy. It's kind of like, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? You heard that before? Yeah, from you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. How has dating changed over the years well dating before you had like limited population that you had access to so before you used to meet people you used to meet people either because you grew up together on social gatherings with uh, friends or family members would introduce you to people but now you have the internet so it's so much easier you have all these apps there's um tinder Bumble. Bumble. So many places. That Grindr. You can meet. <laughs> so many people, so many places where you can meet people and get to know new people from all over the world. So you have unlimited access to humans out there. Pretty much. Yeah. So it has changed a lot. All right. And bouncing off of that, is online dating worth it in your opinion? Sure. If you do it right. <laughs> Just be sure to be safe and don't meet any strangers in any dark places. Make sure you always let someone know who you are meeting and where you are meeting and have an expected time of return so that if you are not back, someone knows to look for you. And don't be a dick. <laughs> don't say that. What? They can't, they're, can, they're, they're out there. Don't be a blank. <laughs> <laughs> the next question. Do cheaters deserve a second chance? If it is the first time they've ever done it. In my book, once a cheater, always a cheater. But if you want to give the benefit of the doubt, just remember, do it to me once, shame on you. Do it to me twice, shame on me. Exactly. I think I would give the same answer. I mean, maybe they deserve... I think it depends on... The, on the, the whole situation. It's all situational. The next question is, do you believe in love at first sight? I do. I do. Can you... <laughs> Tell us the, what the moment felt like when you experienced this phenomenon. When I looked into his eyes and I fell in love with and I said, that is the man I want to spend the rest of my life with. I don't know. I can't describe it. Was it like gold rays bouncing off it's of like him? It's like nobody else was around, but just the two of us. Wow. 
in a room full of like 300 people. It was at a wedding, by the way. I just saw him and I just looked into his eyes and he was, you could tell that he's very caring and that he's was going to be responsible that, that he was going to be fully com- fully committed to our relationship. That's a nice guy. 21 years later, he's still committed. We hope. <laughs> committed we'll, for, we'll for never know. For 30 years, so he's going to be committed. No, he, 21, year, 21, years, 21 years later, and we still feel the same way. All right, the next question is, let's say you're talking to someone and they catch feelings for you. Should you try to date them if they have a boyfriend but claim they like you more? No, definitely not. If they're doing it to them, they'll do it to you. Yeah, who are they? Why are they so important? They have two boyfriends. And you'll always wonder whether they're being honest with you. If they always think if they were dishonest to the other person, are they being dishonest to me as well? So it's not worth it. Yeah, I agree. You might have that little honeymoon phase for a little bit, for about a month. But after that, things will probably get troublesome in the relationship. So no, I wouldn't go for it. I would just be like, okay, bye. As let, them en- let them end that relationship before they start a new one. And then you might be the rebound too, but hopefully not. Hopefully. Hopefully their feelings are strong enough for you that they fully commit to you. Exactly. All right. Next question. What are certain red flags to look out for in someone you're dating slash talking to? Dishonesty. Lying. That's the same thing. (laughs) If you, if you, you might get this feeling that something's not right. This there's probably not right. Um, If you don't feel comfortable with them, if they try to hide hide your relationship if they are aggressive, aggressive if they show aggressive behaviors if they are not nice to other human beings they're not going to be nice to you in the long run and they have to treat people with respect and you have you'll see that if they go to a drive through and they're not nice to the person that's serving their food why would you expect them to be nice to you in the long run that's a very good answer, mom. Because you've been in a drive-thru, you know what it <laughs> yeah, feels like. Yeah, I know like. what it likes. I know what it feels like. I'm always like, why are you dating them? They're stupid. <laughs> All right. Next question. What do you think about teen love? Oh, teen love is so special. Uh, there are teen love that they just, it's like, I just want to know. I just want to say that I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just. That type of love that you yeah. think you're in love, but you're really not. You're just in it for the title. Uh, showing your friends that you have someone. But then there's a, the true teen love when you meet that significant other and you just fall in love and you stick together for a long time. Just like there are some cute relationships of uh, teenagers that yeah. stay together for forever. I would say as a very old teenager, I'm not going to be a teenager for much longer, but I think the majority of teen love relationships or high school relationships, most of them end. I think it's a very, very rare few that stay together, but I mean, it's whatever. It's like young love, I guess. It's not a... There are exceptions where they there are exceptions. stick together. But the breakup might feel like so bad when really it's fine. Like, you'll be okay. Next question. When do you think is the right time to make certain progressive steps in a relationship? 
such as first kiss, sex, etc. I think the first kiss, you should just let it happen naturally. Don't don't be like worried about when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen or when is the right time. Just let it happen when when it feels right, uh, when is the right time, uh, when the other person is ready or you are ready, it would just happen. Uh, the other steps is just going to take a little more time. Don't feel um, that you are pressured by the time, by the amount of dates, the uh, weeks that have gone by. Just focus on the feeling that you're having for that other person. And let that let those feelings dictate when the next steps should be taken. But with consent. Always with consent. <laughs> the next question is, what is the worst pickup line you've ever heard? Oh my goodness, you really want me to tell you the pickup line. I was at the uh, gas station. I went in to pay for something. And this gentleman behind me, as I'm getting ready to walk away, tells me, "You excuse me, ma'am, you dropped something. So I immediately turn and look down. And I'm like, okay, so what did I drop? I don't see anything. He said, you had dropped your smile. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. The fun fact about that that story is I, I was there. I was in the car, and I was, like, it was, like, two years ago. It was not that long ago. And he still tried he to probably, ask my mom out. He, he's probably using the pickup line every every day. He every single girl he sees, he's saying that. What is the best thing about the dating scene when you were younger versus now? I don't think there's something better than than the now. Uh, when you're dating and you're young and you're free and you're out there having a good time, the rest of it doesn't matter. I remember going to the movies, going through the drive-in when it was just to go and watch a movie, not anything else. Um, and just enjoying the time, going to outside uh, concerts. Uh, the lawn at the park with no cell phones and nothing. Oh gosh, I'm sounding older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, would you say the best thing about when you were younger is that you were more connected and not so much on your phones? Uh, no, because it was harder to get a hold of people. Like if you wanted to go out with friends, you had to call that phone number over and over again and trust that the sibling or the parent was going to give the message to your friend. And now you can just text someone and say, hey, do you want to hang out? Uh, so cool. things are easier now. Um, then also you only had one phone per household. So if that friend of yours had more than a couple of siblings. It was really hard to get to them um, as opposed to now. It's, I think in a way it's a lot easier and better to, there's like so many more things now. And technology helps you get connected with your friends. The next question is a really good question. I've heard that you can tell how a man is going to treat his wife by the way he treats his mother. Do you think that's true? Um, yes, you can tell a lot by that. But just in the way they treat other, other people around them. If they treat them with kindness, if they are polite. Even in difficult situations, how do they react to the other people around them? How do they react to stress? It doesn't necessarily have to be their mother, but yes, I do agree that if you see someone yelling or being rude to their mom, that is their mother that gave them life. Why would you expect them to be any nicer to you that you are just another person in their life? 
Well, I'm sure everyone's yelled at their mom at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's like different ways of yelling. Yeah. There's like the yelling, yelling and the yelling, but I'm still scared of you yelling. (laughs) (laughs) You'll always need to be scared of me. (laughs) Next question is, what's the key to a successful marriage? So I've only been married for 21 years. I don't have a key yet. Once I get to 50, maybe I can tell you. But one of the things is communication, honesty, loyalty, taking uh, your commitment serious for each other and being there for each other in the good times and in the bad times. Another thing is that when you are with the person and you at first you think the idea of marriage and what you want it to be like, but once you're in it, so many factors, so many things change that you have to know how to deal with the stressful situations and still dealing with your family. And it's just so many kids, things. your kids, the in-laws, the in-laws <laughs> of the in-laws. I she made when she said in-laws. But Marriages. just love each other and be honest with each other and communicate. That's like some of the, the keys. Do you think marriage is hard? Well, for me, it hasn't been that difficult because uh, for me, has it has been easy being married because he is such a wonderful man. I don't think I could have found anyone that has treated me better. I mean, like he has made every dream that I had, he's made it come true. And yes, my dreams are not very fancy and big, but they're my <laughs> dreams. <laughs> And he has made it possible. And we've always um, tried to stick for each other to be together and raise, try to raise our kids to the best of our, of our ability. And you did. Oh, thank you, baby. How do you know when you love someone? You just know. When that bee bug, when that bug uh, bites bug. you, when the love bug bites you, you just know. You feel it in the air when you look at that person and... You just feel it and you can't stop looking into their eyes and you want to spend every minute with them. But how do you know the difference from that and a crush? Because I know people can feel the same way for crushes. I think once you fall in love deeply, you'll know. At the There's the idea of love, like I said before, and there's being in love. And when you go through... Uh, when time goes on and you you feel it in your heart that this is a person that's for you and that you love them so much that you would do anything for them, not illegally, just <laughs> legal things, <laughs> but that you would do um, give anything for that person and to keep them safe and close to you and try to make them happy when you give them when you give it your all to make that person happy. And that person has to feel the same way for you as well. It's not a one-way relationship. Next question. How do you tell someone you just want to be friends? Just say, I just want to be friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's that easy, people. It's that easy. You just have to tell people. Well, it's hard to do it, though. When someone pours their heart out to you and says, I really like you and I want us to be more than friends. But you don't feel the same way. If you try to fake it, you're only going to hurt him more in the long run. So it's easier to be, it's better to be honest and just say, at this moment, my feelings are not, we don't share the same feelings. My, I just want to be friends. Maybe in one future, 
we could be more than friends, but at this time, I just like you as a friend. Or you could offer to be friends with benefits instead if you're not really feeling the <laughs> what? If you're not feeling the vibe. Come on. <laughs> the next question is, do you have any advice for the simps out there who are stuck in their simping ways? Yes. Don't be one. <laughs> That's it. so mean. <laughs> Sorry, Zen. <laughs> no, just don't be that person. Be happy for who you are. Even if nobody, if you feel like nobody loves you, you should love yourself. Be good enough to love yourself and be enough. Exactly. You don't need anyone else but yourself, kind of, sometimes. And that's all we have for you today. Thank you for joining my mom and I on our Mother's Day special episode. And thanks, mom, for hanging out with us today. Is there anything you'd like to add before we sign off? Well, I want to just thank you uh, for picking that movie. I know it has nothing to do with Mother's Day, but it is a special (laughs) movie. For you and I, as a mother and a son, and I enjoy every time that we you sit by me and we watch that movie together. Aww. And then also, I want to wish you the very best on this podcast. I hope that number three is only the very, very beginning, beginning of yeah. many, many, many zillions of podcasts oh, God. In, the, <laughs> in the making. And um, thank you for having me. Maybe one day we can do another podcast together. Maybe I could be your guest for your 1,000 episode. Maybe. 1,003. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you the very best, my son. Thank you. It means a lot. All right. And before I do my shameless plug, I'd like to remind you to say happy mother, happy Mother's Day to your mom and make her a gift or something. I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Or clean something for her. Clean something for her. <laughs> Around the house. All right, and if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe to Evergreen Radio on Apple Podcasts or follow if you're on Spotify. And to all my Apple listeners, please give a rating down below. It helps a lot, like a lot, a lot. To so make please. it to your 1,000? Yeah, so make it a five-star rating, please. <laughs> also, make sure to follow my podcast accounts on Instagram at Evergreen Radio Show altogether. And Twitter at Evergreen Radio One. It helps a lot with your feedback. If you want to vote in a poll for the next movie, etc., stuff like that. It's fun stuff on there. And and yeah, thank you. Be safe and see you later. Bye.